Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker, picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? What does this mean? Let's figure it out together. That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the podverse. What are we doing? This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. Hello. Welcome to the Turning of the Bones podcast. I am your host, Colby Marie. It is so nice to be here, you beautiful Bryans, you lovely Lees, you wondrous Willies. <laughs> How cool would it be to have Willie Nelson on this podcast? Dare to dream. Dare to dream. Uh, but for today, it's me, Colby Marie, broadcasting from... Denver, Colorado, the High Plains. Got my my best friend here in the room with me. My pup. My lovely Lily. My beautiful Billy. Uh, she is stretched out and eagerly awaiting the walk that she will get. Uh, once I'm finished recording this little this little short one, I'm gonna try to do a little a little quickie. I really wanted to share with you that it's okay to be going through what you're going through. There's nothing wrong with you. Sometimes life is overwhelming. <clears throat> and I know that I've struggled most of my life um, I was taught to pathologize myself about that. Society reinforced pathologizing myself about that. And the truth is, is that being overwhelmed is usually not your fault or my fault. It, it usually happens when there is more going on than your brain and body and spirit can handle at once. So I'm going to repeat that because I think it's really important for me to hear it. Feeling overwhelmed is the result of your brain, your body, your spirit having too much on its plate at once. And so, just as a baseline, we still have the trauma of a pandemic, of coming to terms with white supremacy, police brutality, systemic oppression of BIPOC and indigenous people, the ways in which those systems of oppression have created mental frameworks 
inside of myself as a white person where I perpetuate oppression by participating in systems of oppression. So that's just kind of baseline right now. Um, and that alone is overwhelming. And our bodies and brains and spirits have not had a chance to catch up with that. And this return to quote-unquote normalcy is insane. It's a return to distraction. If by normal, you mean the ways in which we distracted ourselves from systems of oppression, from oppressive thinking inside of ourselves that we then oppressed others with. Um, if you mean prioritizing our own well-being over the well-being of others, yeah. Like, uh, there's a desire for the system to return to normal because it keeps us consuming and I don't know about you, but just reintegrating into a life uh, with the, the mask mandate lifted, uh, being able to go into public, um, every social interaction after a year plus of isolation feels overwhelming because my, my brain and my psyche aren't used to the subtle nuances of nonverbal expression. I went to my first in-person yoga class uh, this week and I was excited and nervous. Um, I was excited to be able to do something I love with other people. I was excited to be in a room uh, with a teacher who is creating a container and holding space and guiding a practice and things that I've, I've, I've desperately missed uh, for the last, you know, 18 months. Uh, but I was also terrified of other people's breaths because for the last year, somebody breathing could kill me or other people that I love or put people in harm's way. And so the experience of going to a yoga class was overwhelming, right? It was, we can be overwhelmed by intensely pleasurable emotions. We can be overwhelmed by intensely terrifying emotions and uncomfortable emotions, but we have all been in a constant state of overwhelm and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, who I, I was frequently in communication with during the pandemic he lived next door and we were kind of just checking in with one another seeing how things were going and he said something he was like you know I feel I don't know if it's my age or or what but you know, I feel like I could deal with 
with one one complex thing but right now I feel like I've got like at least three or four complex things going on and I just don't know if I can handle it and I don't know if I used to be able to handle it or if I could never handle it or if I'm just realizing it and I think like it really it pointed to me something that I think is underneath every conversation I have with my friends is that the unresolved aspects of having lived through uh, the lockdowns and the first phases of the pandemic are like unresolved in our beings and we still feel quite a bit overwhelmed by that and then life you know shockingly in less than two weeks you know restaurants are open yoga studios are open bars are open coffee shops are open people are eating indoors not wearing masks and we're not finished processing the emotional mental and spiritual impacts of the last 18 months and now our plates are filling back up filling back up with you know really beautiful things friends wanting to hang out people wanting to gather and family getting together and hugging and touching and we're overwhelmed with excitement and joy and sorrow and the loss that we experienced in the last 18 months but we're also overwhelmed with so many subtle things like we haven't been seeing one another's faces or seeing very few people's faces you know maybe on zoom but that's like a little disconnected like we haven't had to read nonverbal cues and gestures and that's most of how we communicate and now we're flooded with faces we're flooded with gestures we're flooded with uh, the nuance of a furrowed brow uh, a glance a smile and I think that if you if you take just all of the unprocessed components from the last 18 months and then throw a pile of joy on top of them I think it's reasonable to say that you should be overwhelmed you're having a normal response to an incredibly large amount of stimuli emotional social stimuli and then you know if if you're working and your job is picking back up and there's this you know push towards productivity again where it seemed like it was understandable and okay that you know we maybe didn't work a full eight hours but now it's like oh you should be back to ready to be a good little producer and do your job and contribute and your car breaks down and like these things that you know it's like before the pandemic I would I would dare to say that you know in the modern world and in this global society like all of our engines were idling at like 8,000 rpms or you know we're just like a top that is spinning super fast and 
with lockdown and time in isolation and the slowing down, we didn't realize how fast we were spinning as a baseline. And for me, I don't know that I ever want to spin that fast again because I, I, because I didn't know anything else, I didn't understand how disorienting it was. You know, there is plenty of research, anthropological sociology, that says that, you know, we, our hardware, our, our brains and our bodies and our spirits were, we developed in smaller groups with less stimulation. You know, I think I've, I've heard somewhere like you can only really... Like somewhere, it's like, I don't know if this is right, but like a hundred relationships is the most that you can like. It's probably, that's probably high. Anyhow, there's some number under a hundred, like of like relationships you can reasonably like maintain. And I'm not talking like every day. I'm talking like you have a family that you interact with regularly and then peripherally like your neighbor and then your priest and then the person who, you know, bags your groceries, but you really, we don't have the capacity for the amount of information and the speed at which we've been going. And I think a normal result of having the time to slow down and then being thrust back into the centrifuge of capitalism and the social demands our society puts on us to, you know, the things we've unfortunately agreed upon are a meaningful life, right? Like you fill up your day with all these activities and all these people and you're not like slowing down or resting or taking time to contemplate or take naps that like the normal byproduct of that is to feel overwhelmed. And so, I just wanted to do a short little podcast and let you know you're not alone, that everybody that I've talked to in the last month since the mask mandate was lifted and since things have sped back up again, everybody feels a little overwhelmed. Um, and I know that I've got a, a specific group of friends um, that whose values may be more in alignment with my own. Uh, I know that some people just kept going and doing throughout the pandemic um, because that, they didn't feel like they could survive slowing down, which is okay. Um, but if you're feeling overwhelmed, I think you're having a normal response to overstimulation. Uh, one thing I learned while I was teaching in public schools was that I learned how easy it is for us to get overstimulated. And I learned that overstimulation, you know, classically leads to behaviors that society deems unacceptable, like, you know, acting out or needing to take a break from your work and go for a walk 
or needing to put your head down on your desk because the lights and the sound or, or put it wearing your hood up, you know, like I can't tell you how many arguments I had with teachers. I'm like, if a kid has their hood up, it's because they're trying to remove some of the stuff that's stimulating them. You know, they're not, it's not a, you know, it's a really oppressive racist thing to think that wearing a hood is disrespectful or shady. Um, it's actually, you know, at least, you know, having been a teenager who liked wearing a hood, who got overstimulated, usually you wear it because the world is too overwhelming, so you need to cut off a large part of your field of reference, you know, you're cutting off, like, a huge part of your peripheral vision, it's, uh, and muffle some of the sound, and so, if you feel like you need to just put your hood up right now and kind of hide, I think that's that's pretty normal. Because or lay in bed, um, or not talk to anybody. <laughs> like I've found it challenging because it's been uncomfortable throughout the lockdown and the pandemic to be with how I feel. And so my, my brain and my identity structure wants to, you know, compare it to times before the pandemic when it felt good. Like, you know, I've been thinking a lot about five years ago when I was living in a one bedroom and, you know, I was dating lots of people and doing lots of yoga and like, well, why, you know, my brain will tell the story like, well, why don't you feel good now? You know, what are you doing wrong? And it's like, it's making a far, a false comparison, you know, like those two things really aren't comparable, but it's really natural for the mind to want to not experience discomfort and to try to imagine a time when it wasn't experiencing discomfort and structure your life so that you never have to experience discomfort again. And the truth is, is that life is going to be uncomfortable and now that I've been through a collective trauma and knowing that my parents have been through collective traumas and their parents have been through collective traumas and their parents have been through collective traumas and their parents have been through collective traumas, I, I understand why we build a society that would always distract us. I understand why capitalism works because it's much easier to numb out or distract yourself than to feel overwhelmed um, and so whew, yeah I just wanted to let you know you're not alone you're not crazy um, may feel like you're going crazy but that's just uh, your good old ego and identity structure trying to figure out, find something solid when there's nothing really solid there. Pretty normal. Pretty normal human stuff. That's why all those sages and saints went off to the woods to meditate. They were trying to uh, find what was true underneath all of that noise. And so, yeah, pick up a book. A little piece of wisdom you know I love Ramana Maharshi uh, Guru Mai 
Bhagwan Nityananda, uh, yeah, those books have always kind of like uh, helped me in my times of deep, deep uh, anguish or panic. And it's amazing what a line from, uh, you know, someone who found the truth, a sentence from someone who found what's going on underneath all this noise can do. And so that helps me. Nature, uh, things that are kind of constant and predictable. Uh, the joy of walking my dog, watching her swim in a creek. Uh, so if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone. Uh, maybe you could simplify. I'm going to try to simplify uh, my day today after weeks and weeks of overwhelm. Uh, wait for my brain to uh, catch up, trying to figure out what I do and don't want to reintroduce into my life. And yeah. So I hope this, this, this finds you uh, and that you feel some sort of self-compassion for just how chaotic the world is and uh, how overwhelming it is to reintroduce uh, large social gatherings, uh, intense intimate friendships, uh, or maybe you're just out there uh, numbing away and if that's that's the case if that's helpful get it on i'm not going to judge i uh i needed a break so i rewatched like half the marvel movies last week and it was awesome it was like the only time i felt <laughs> some kind of like predictability because i'd seen them all before i felt some kind of like it was like my brain finally got a rest because i knew what thor was going to say um didn't have to have any big insights about myself or the world. I could just kind of watch those characters travel through their character arcs. Could watch stuff blow up. Could watch Thanos be a great villain. And I could just kind of de-stimulate uh, my brain a little bit. Take a little break. So... Just want to let you know you're not alone. These are, uh, in my lifetime, uh, definitely the most complex and overwhelming times I've ever experienced. I'm now in my mid-40s and uh, curious to see what's going to be on the back 40. Uh, still trying to figure out what's happened in the front 40. And... I hope you can do something to uh, give yourself a break today, whether it's uh, watch TV, hang out with some friends, just de-stimulate, talk to a therapist, I don't know, whatever you need to do to unwind. But uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone. If you need to lay in bed, oh, this is something I did that was great. I built a pillow fort, and I remembered how great it was when I was a kid to build a blanket fort or a pillow fort and go hide in it you know as a kid the world is just rushing in all the time and I remember just like I would get so wound up I got so wound up by life they diagnosed me with ADHD you know and 
I remember how nice it felt to be in a pillow fort, to be in a blanket fort, because I think that <laughs> it just shut off the world a little bit. And I, I got to be in my own little private safe cave with, with not too much going on, you know. Didn't have to see my parents' faces. It wasn't too, you know, the light was pretty mellow in there. And uh, everything was soft, squishy. So, uh, yeah, you get overwhelmed, make a pillow for it. That's what I did. Been sleeping in a pillow fort for like a week. It's been awesome. And take care of yourself. Simplify where you can. Return to the, the stuff that's steady and constant. And I hope you're well. I really do. I, uh, I wish you all the best. Take care. Bye now.